What's up, everyone? Welcome back to We Got a Memo podcast. We got a great episode for you. It's myself, Xavier, and John. Roland couldn't make it today, but we hope you enjoy today's episode. This is podcasting. Hope everyone enjoyed that. That was Scrimshaw's second song. It's called Roommates on Spotify. Give it a follow. Uh, But I will warn you, it is marked explicit. So kids, don't listen to it. If you're not a kid, go ahead, listen to it. It bangs, it slaps. It's a good song. I love it. So. See, I've never seen any of those movies, so I wouldn't know. Me either, but explicit thing, I will not explain that. Who knows? Yeah, anyway. So, a week has passed since our last episode. Last week, John wasn't there. John, did you have anything you wanted to add from last week, if you can remember? Uh, we, We mentioned your Unbreakable Record contribution. It stands. It stands, okay. So we'll just head into this week. Um... It was kind of a quiet week this past week. You know, second week, no football. There weren't a lot of NBA games because it was the All-Star break. And then, you know, there were regular hockey seasons going on. Baseball hasn't really started yet. It's kind of like a quiet period right now. Um, A few headlines, like I said. NBA All-Star weekend was this past weekend, Thursday through Friday. Celebrity basketball game sucked. Don't turn it on. Straight garbage. It's just older people who can't play basketball except for Ray Allen, Jay Williams, and maybe Steve Smith Jr. Oh, and Quavo. Quavo, he can ball too. However, dunk contest was great. I hope you watched it. If not, just catch some highlights. I always enjoy the three-point shooting contest. I think that's fun. I think the skills challenge is fun. Rising star, all-star game is fun. All in all... Even though the All-Star game is kind of just a pickup game where everyone gets to have fun, it's still better than the Pro Bowl in the NFL. NBL, NB, or, I'm sorry, NFL, take notes. Learn something from the NBA. Do something fun. I don't care what it is. Just change it. Do you guys watch any of it? Um, I saw some of the dunk contests. That was, some of those dunks were pretty good. Um, what else? I thought it was pretty crazy that, what, Steph Curry didn't win the three-point contest? Yeah, I think he lost by by one or two points. I think it was yeah. two to white boy Supreme Joe Harris, who's yeah. no joke, can shoot the ball real well. But yeah. that's his role. But congrats to him. Se- um, Steph Curry, close second. Uh, yeah, the... Um... Yeah, I honestly, the All-Star game wasn't too bad, actually. I I mean, watching some of the best players play together is kind of, it's cool to watch. But, I mean, it, I think for me, like you said, it's way better than the NFL. So much better. Yeah. The game itself. For sure. And it gave us an insane dunk. If, if 
look up the dunk contest dunks. Those were great. But you got to look up Steph Curry does a bounce pass alley-oop to Giannis, who just reached to the sky and brought the ball down. It was amazing. I think I saw somewhere he got like, the ball went 16 feet over the, or off the ground. So that's like over the backboard, maybe near the shot clock. And then Giannis touched the ball and dunked it from 12 feet, which is two feet higher than the rim. So he, it was incredible. John, did you watch any of it? Uh, no, I watched uh, some of Michael Jordan's dunks. No, dunk that, contest highlights, though. That works, too. Those were good times. Uh, yeah, and Shaq. I will say, John, you should watch some of the dunks this year and uh, just Google Giannis All-Star Game Dunk. You, you have to watch that. That's insane. Okay. Um, but, yeah, better than the NFL weekend. I enjoyed it. It was a good time. Uh, shout out to Hamidu Diallo, I think that's his name, who absolutely dunked straight over Shaq, didn't yeah. touch him. Incredible. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was crazy. Well, he did that and he put hung by his elbow, which is also crazy. It just shows you how high you have to be. So, yeah. NBA athletes are incredible. Um, the two other big ho- uh, headlines I had, I read this today, but apparently the Patriots were trying to trade for Odell Beckham Jr. And then once the Giants had that offer, they kind of rethought it. And I was thinking, I was just like, you know, if the Patriots wanted OBJ, that must have been a sign to the Giants that, hey, maybe we should hang on to this guy. Yeah. Because if the Patriots want someone, you should want him to. Yeah. I, I still think he's going to get traded, though. I think a lot of people are with you there. I know Jay Glazer says he's expected he's expecting o, OBJ to be traded. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I was listening to John Middlecoff today, and he says, while he is extremely talented and a diva and has all this personality, he's kind of the player that he's so good that you kind of have to re-sign him. Yeah. So. I, it also will be interesting to see who the Giants get his quarterback mm-hmm. what they do with the quarterback position because that could also play a part in if OBJ stays or not yeah I know a lot of mock drafts right now because I follow it a lot have them getting Dwayne Haskins yeah like I don't really see them getting anyone else other than Dwayne Haskins they won't yeah. get Kyler Murray because they don't they like bigger quarterbacks I think it came out that they actually said Kyler's a little too small for them um, so it's Dwayne Haskins unless someone trades up in front of him, but yeah. that's what it's that's what people are saying how accurate they'll be. Who knows? But yeah. um, John, what do you think about OBJ potentially going to the Patriots? I don't know, but what I did see is that the Panthers or the Patriots may sign Colin Kaepernick since this whole thing is kind of settling down. And I know if the Patriots were to sign Colin Kaepernick, White America would lose their mind. Yeah, so that's actually the next headline. So we'll get to that a little later. Um, I just had a couple more points about OBJ. I think it's interesting how um, Odell Beckham and Antonio Brown are both kind of on the trade market. Yeah. And it'll be, it makes it more interesting because you're kind of crazy if you want Antonio Brown over Odell Beckham Jr., because arguably they're both the most talented wide receivers in the league, or one of the few. But Odell Beckham Jr. is 25, 26, and Antonio Brown's 31. Yeah. 
so who I mean you got even though he's been injured a few more times I you got to go with Odell Beckham he's just younger and you know fresher and probably not if he is as expensive or close you got to pay for it cuz he's younger right yeah and I name brand value they're all businesses and so the value of getting obj over antonio brown you're not going to get as many perceived problems with obj yeah i mean yeah dark wizard with the football there's a lot of up in the air stuff about antonio brown you know now he's been saying like ben roethlisberger is like a bad teammate and a bad leader and all that kind of stuff so it, it's it's not the NBA where the players can kind of control where they want to go or if they want to go. Or like their dad's controlling where they want to go. So. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, we saw with uh, Kawhi Leonard wanted out, he traded. Anthony Davis wanted out, he didn't get traded. But part of me thinks that's the GM's fault because he got fired a yeah. couple days ago. Yeah. So it's a, it's a different league. I've he- I hear it all the time. The NBA is a player's league. The NFL is the owner's league. Yeah. So if I were to bet, um, Antonio Brown's only going to be traded when the Steelers want to, and OBJ, same case. They don't yeah. really have a say. So uh, the third headline I had was Colin Kaepernick and the NFL settled. Um, for those who don't know, the Ka- Kaepernick filed a grievance against the NFL, essentially saying he's been uh, blackballed for not getting a job because of his anthem protests and the the thing is is the amount wasn't disclosed but i i'm hearing reports it's like 60 to 80 million which is ridiculous so when was the last time kaepernick played 2016 2016 so let's just say it's 80 million for the past three years he was paid 80 million 25 million dollars that's kind of in line with the top quarterbacks in the league so you could kind of say it's kind of justified. Would Kaepernick be paid like a top NFL quarterback if he was in the league? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you there, Zay. I think he... I'm fine with his decision to protest. Like, that's part of being in America. You can protest what you want. The issue I had was how he did it, which is another conversation. Yeah. But the thing for me is I don't think... He, I think he could play. There are definitely quarterbacks that are worse than him that are still in the league. Oh, yeah. But I don't know if owners wanted to deal with that side of things. Yeah. In their locker room, on their team, in their, I don't know, area. I mean, like, for example, like, if you were to play in Texas, a very conservative state, they probably wouldn't like that, right? Like, if he was on the Cowboys, if he was on the Texans, something like that. Yeah. But there were definitely other teams. Like, are you telling me the Jaguars would have been worse with Colin Kaepernick than Blake Bortles and Cody Kessler? I don't think so. Yep. So, I don't know. I guess one way to look at it is if the NFL really thought they would win, they wouldn't have settled. Yeah. So, what, what do you guys think about that? John, you can go into your Patriots-Panthers thing again. I just wanted to finish my OBJ, but now we're on Kaepernick. So, what do you got? I don't know. I think I'll be interested to see if he if he signs with any team, how he sta- how he uh, 
handles the pressure, how he handles the protests. Like he'll will be protested, and to see if he's still got it. It's yeah. Been two years, three years at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I the other thing I I think I I can't remember where I saw this, but um, the AAF offered Kaepernick to play for like twenty million dollars, and he turned it down. Yeah. So. Why, I don't know why the AAF would, well, I guess to get, I mean, I just, I think, like you said, Michael, he, sh, he probably should be in the NFL. He's good enough to yeah. be at least a backup. I don't know. I mean, even he could be a starter in the league still. But, um, again, like you said, nobody wants to deal with the outside stuff. Um, just like the Steelers don't want to deal with the, inside stuff that Antonio Brown has. Nobody wants to deal with deal with the publicity of Colin Kaepernick on their team. So I I do think he's gonna get another shot at some point. I just don't know when. So it yeah. should be interesting. I agree with you. I mean if Nathan Peterman can play in the NFL, Colin Kaepernick definitely exactly. can. Yeah. The thing is the AAF offered him twenty million. That's a lot of money. I don't know if he really wanted to play football and you know get back in the NFL. I feel like it's not a bad bad place to start. Yeah. Whether he plays or not in the NFL is tough because I read somewhere he wants thirty million. That's that's. I mean, Matt Ryan's getting paid thirty million guaranteed. Is Colin Kaepernick as good as Matt Ryan? Maybe yeah. week to week, not consistently. I mean, he got to a Super Bowl. Matt Ryan got to a Super Bowl. But I, I think we touched on it. The you, the locker room is, you know, you don't want to bring in religion. You don't want to bring politics into the locker room. Same reason, I mean, uh, skill sets aside, Tim Tebow, people didn't want him in their locker room because he's too much of a, you know, figure like that. But I think he should be given a chance. Um, yeah. But the NFL is a business... If no one's going to sign him, no one's going to sign him. If there was collusion, I, I would think there was maybe. I don't know if there was collusion. Like, all the owners got together in a room and said, hey, let's not sign Colin Kaepernick. So we we proved to our players they don't have a stand when they protest. I don't think that happened. I think it was more of the lines of he had a wasn't playing as well as he should have or he could have and the distraction of being a backup. You know, like like Seattle, he tried out for Seattle. He would have been Russell Wilson's backup. Did the Seahawks really want Colin Kaepernick all that attention as for their backup quarterback? A starter a little differently, but yeah, John, you mentioned he the Patriots or the Panthers. The Panthers I find more likely because they have Cam Newton, mobile quarterback, slightly inaccurate, big strong arm. Colin Kaepernick fits that mold. They also have Eric Reed who is in with that collusion case with Colin Kaepernick. So there's a little Shared ground there. They have a new owner. Who knows how strict he'll be. He's not like a NFL bloodline guy, but um, Cam Newton just had sol- shoulder surgery. Who knows? He might need a backup, and Colin Kaepernick might right be there. However, I will say... Dance moves. Are they comparable to Cam Newton's? That's the real question. Eh, probably not. No. <laughs> um, I, I want to know if... If he will sign in the NFL and how much he'll sign for, because I don't think he'll get thirty million. I don't think he'll get twenty million. I think if he does get signed, it'll be like a one-year, 
ten million, twelve million dollar deal with incentives or something like that. Yeah. I I don't think I think it's gonna I think it needs to wait a couple years to be honest. I don't <clears> think anyone's the fact that it's kind of caught up again in the news, I don't think anyone wants to I think it needs to die down a little bit and then someone might give him a shot. Yeah. It'll be uh I, I feel like he should, if he gets an offer this year, he should take it. Because oh, yeah. th- in the next year, fun. yeah, in the next year, they, you got Tua coming out in the draft. You got Jake Fromm, Justin Herbert. You got so many good quarterbacks coming out. That Rodrigo Blankenship. He's a kicker, so it doesn't really apply. But um, just like the quarterback market is going to become more saturated, and yeah. would you rather have, like, let's say with, like, Miami, right? Would you rather have Tua Tagovailoa? Or Colin Kaepernick. Probably Tua. Younger, cheaper, you know, not as a big oh, yeah. a distraction. Um, so, we'll see what happens, but he... The thing is, though, he probably won't take it. Yeah. Because he's so caught up in the money. He, he's like, I'm, I don't want that. I want more money. So, he's not going to take it. Yeah. And that's, that's his issue. Yeah. So, I think the number of teams that would take him is very small. And obviously, like you say, Zay, it's a two-way street, so... He needs to like the team. The team needs to like him. The number yeah. of situations is very, very slim. So we'll see what happens. Nevertheless, he got he secured the bag. He got the bread. Colin Kaepernick won against the NFL. All right, so we're going to move off of our headlines. You know, keep watching the NHL. I watched the Caps. They lost last night. I got a Capitals jersey. Um... Get ready for baseball season. Um, whatever sports you're into, let us know. Just keep following them. They're great. We'll watch them too if you let us know what's going on. We're going to head into our debate topic or discussion topic. And this is probably a few weeks late, but it came up after the college national championship game. Trevor Lawrence had that incredible performance as a true freshman, which sparked the debate, should college freshmen be allowed to declare for the NFL draft? And obviously this can branch into other sports, you know, we'll talk about NCAA basketball a little bit with their one-and-done rule, other sports like track and field, John will definitely head that up, because I did read something about it in the news a little bit, but I'm going to let John take the point on that. But let's start at the NFL, we've talked mostly about football so far, what do you guys think, freshmen in, freshmen have to wait a little bit, what do you got? I personally don't see a problem with it, coming from the running background, uh-huh. But you have to look at the integral development of the player. You're only going to be playing a sport for a small chunk of your life. The value of going to college, and if you're going to be drafted, you're already having a college paid for. So why not just keep going for the four years, keep playing, keep learning. You're going to grow eventually within those four years. And if you were to go to the NFL, you Trevor Lawrence wouldn't start. Yeah. Well, let me push back on you a little bit. Um, what if while you're like Trevor Lawrence, for example, he'd have to wait three years. So he plays this past year, his sophomore year, his junior year, he can declare if he wants to. What if his junior year he tears his ACL? If and, he tears his ACL, I would say it's up to him as an athlete to get back to where he was. Okay. That's really fair. Much, but. 
What if he completely destroys his legs, Marcus Lattimore style, unable to play in the NFL no longer? What then? Because uh, obviously he can't play in the NFL. He was going to get drafted. No team's going to draft him then. What? What? If, like, like that's that's in the mind of a lot of college athletes. Like they're sitting out of bowl games. They're not participating in seasons because they don't want to get hurt because they want to go to the NFL and get paid millions. He moves on to whatever he would do after football. Okay. Mm. That's that's my take on it. I hear what you're saying. You know, not everyone can go be a Tony Romo and go into punditry and be an announcer right. and an analyst. And some times, you know, people go be Little League coaches I, and drive up a Rolls Royce to their kids. I, I, do, I do hear what you're saying, but I will say... Unfortunately, not every student athlete has a backup plan to the NFL. Yeah. Right. Which I think like for some people, they want to do their three years, go to the NFL or NCAA, and then get to the NFL as quick as possible because they know that's like their big chance, their best chance at success. You're missing the commercial. Ninety-nine percent of our athletes go pro in something else. <laughs> yeah, that you're right. Xavier, what do you got? Um, so I, I I agree with everything John said. I think like the education and all that, and you physically you're not fully grown as a freshman in college. I get that, but I'm going to take this from an NFL GM standpoint. I would not, um, as a GM, if if someone had one season of success in college football. That would not, to me as a GM, like be enough evidence that you would succeed in the NFL. I would need to see two or three seasons of success in college football for me to say, yes, you deserve to be my team starting quarterback. So, or my team starting running back. I would need. I can't. I can't just see one good season from Trevor Lawrence and say, okay. You're my, you, I want you to come to my team right after your freshman year. I would need at least two seasons. Yeah, and so you kind of see that with Mitch Trubisky, right? Like he was only a one-year starter, and is he good? Is he a bust? You don't really know. But yeah, the Bears are kind of tied to him for a couple of years because they drafted him so high after that one good year. So yeah, yeah. do you have anything else to add, Zay? Um, I think yeah, I. The other thing is, kind of like what, what John said, I just don't think, um, I just think you need to let them stay, you should let them stay, make them stay in college as long as possible, because, like you said, if you do get, let's say you get injured in the NFL, and you only have, you play, you play one season in the NFL, like, what do you, and you can't come back to football. What are you going to do after that? Right. So I just think getting an education would be the smart move in the long run than... Because, I don't know, I just think if you get injured the first season, what are you going to do after that one season? Right. You can't play anymore. So I just think, yeah, like it would stink if your junior year of college you get injured and you can't play football again. But, hey, at least you stayed through junior year and you can get a college education 
and then find something else you want to do. Right. So I think you're risking a lot leaving after your freshman year. That's a really good point, Zay, because the average career in the NFL is about three years. And most NFL players, after three years, are not making millions of dollars. The majority of players are taking the veteran minimum, which is, you know, half a million dollars or so. But it's still after, let's just say you're there for three years. You make $1.5 million, no college degree. You know, you don't really have a lot to fall back on. Granted, you could go back to school. Yeah. Um, but, you're I, yeah, so I, I agree a lot with you guys. One, I think just physically, for NFL especially, I'm just talking about only NFL right now, but a 19-year-old freshman is not physically ready for the NFL. Like, no matter how big you are, how strong you are, it's a different sport. And, um, they, you know, it's just hard for them to be ready mentally. It's one year out of high school. It's a whole new different world. So I feel like the college game is a buffer to, one, prepare you for the NFL, but to prepare you for life. You know, you got have a little more responsibility. You deal with football and classes. A little bit of that. Um, I don't think it's mentally ready. And, you know, college is fun. You know, enjoy college. Make new friends. Have a good time. Win a couple bowl games. Win some college championships. You think Trevor and Lawrence... free Xbox with the bowl games. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, you get a lot of perks. A lot of Nike clothes, Adidas clothes, Under Armour clothes, depending on where you go. What's not to like about that? You think you think Trevor Lawrence wants to go from college national championship to being the starting quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals right away? Like right away. Like you win one national championship game and then you're playing on the Arizona Cardinals, not the best team. You know, you're doing okay. You're in the NFL, but would you rather win another natty at Clemson? Probably. You know? However, on the other side of point of view... um. Zay, I liked your point about the GMs. Uh, I don't, I don't know if I'd want a nineteen-year-old to like lead for the NFL situation to lead the franchise, but it's. I actually, my friend in law school, Nick, actually pointed this out to me. But Andrew Brandt tweeted a few years ago when they were making the new CBA, the players' union put in the collective bargaining that basically they don't want nineteen-year-olds in the NFL, not because they're too young or anything, but Think of, if you're a GM and you got a 33-year-old player who can play decently well, you know, he, he can play a backup role or do whatever and you're paying him X amount of dollars, or you could take a 19-year-old much cheaper, younger, healthier, more athletic, that's, uh, you could keep on your practice squad for a couple years or keep on the bench for a couple years and, you know, coach him up and then the 33-year-old's not as important. So the CBA is in it to protect NFL players for these younger players. So it's not an... I think most people think it's an NCAA rule that they have to stay in college for three years or out of high school for three years. It's actually an NFL rule. So regardless, when people say, oh, the NCAA needs to change it, it's the NFL. Yeah, that's a good point. So that's that's football. For basketball, I'm, I'm fine. I mean, I think people should go to school. Um, uh, for all the reasons we said before, but NBA is a different game. It's not as physically taxing on your body. Um, and like I said, basketball is a little different. In high school, you kind of know who the stars are and who's going to go to the NBA right away. Yeah. 
Um, in the NFL, the vast, like I think a third of the players are seventh round pick or undrafted, so you don't need to be drafted high to make it in the NFL. Um, but I don't know about other sports. John, what do you got about track and field? So in NCAA, you are allowed to sign with a team. So you sign with Oregon, you sign with Kentucky, and then if you have the opportunity and you're fast enough to go pro, you can sign with a professional company, whether Nike, Under Armour, Reebok, Hoka, and start getting paid for your running. But you have to forfeit your your NCAA eligibility, which I understand is a rule across the entire board. But I know athletes, like most recently, Sydney McLaughlin, she's 19 or 20. Is she a pro? Yeah, she recently signed with New Balance and is now competing at the circuit, at on the professional circuit. But I believe if you're just an NCAA athlete and you're fast enough, you can run at these professional meets as an right. open, unregistered runner. Now, Sindley McLaughlin, she did. She was at University of Kentucky, right? Yep. So she, she withdrew then? She, I believe, is still a student. Okay, she's just not on scholarship. She can't, right. she can't run for the University of Kentucky. Right. Okay. So she's not, yeah, so she's not on scholarship. It gets tricky with coaching. So yeah. Mary Kane is 22. She's going to college in New York City. She's a professional runner. She signed with the Nike Oregon Project and is getting coached by Alberto Salazar from afar. So he's in Portland and is, right. I don't know, Skyping in on her workouts or something. But when you sign professionally, you can go to all these different training teams, Hoka, Northern Arizona Elite, you go, you live, and you train with the same group of people. You can sign with an empowerment track club with Nike and other different organizations that have a whole bunch of different similar teams. And it's this kind of goes back to looking at a 19-year-old Trevor Lawrence, right? He is Thor, <laughs> the mighty Avenger. He isn't Infinity War Thor with Stormbreaker and a shaved head. He's not grown and not matured enough. And with running, I think it's just so physically taxing and dependent on your body that I can understand why people go early, especially female athletes such as Mary Kane, who was dominant at the age of 16 and turned professional and gave. She didn't run prof- She didn't run for a college, so she went pro really early. Mm. But she's since dropped off a little bit just because of the way when you know, the hormones affect women's athletic performance so quickly. And that's why I think the sport changes so much and is really exciting. Yeah. But on principle, I can understand why they go and take that chance early. And it's more understandable to me because the money isn't in it like the NFL is. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I'm not going to go... I'm going to sign because I want to compete. I'm going to sign with a professional company because I want to compete and make that a priority in my life and sure i'll be a six i'll be a moderately successful dentist right or something but i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna have nfl money yeah so for just a quick side note for those who don't know sydney mclaughlin is 
a, like John said, a 19, 20-year-old athlete who was in the Olympics as a 17-year-old, right? And she went to the Olympics. I don't remember if she won or not, but she was competitive. Um, and then she chose to go to college and run for University of Kentucky instead of going pro. She has since switched her decision. She is now a pro. Um, another, the reason I wanted John to talk about track as well was because I saw on Facebook someone I knew, ran with um, post, shared a link about, I don't know if you guys heard of Sammy Watson. She ran at Texas A&M, the NCAA 800 meter champion. She is turning pro in the middle of her season, which is a little unusual, but it's, I have a weird connection because she went, she ran in my section in high school and I, and I, yeah, she did beat me. I mean, I never raced against her, but she was faster than me, but I remember hearing her name and like seeing her name as like the winner in sectionals and regionals and all that stuff. Um, so it's definitely a different sport. Um, I don't know. I, for me, it's a matter of football's a little different because I think you need to become more physically ready. And like Xavier said, the experience for, of one year just isn't enough in the NFL. But as a general rule for me, it's kind of like, do what you got to do to get the money, to get paid or whatever you need to do. Use your talents. But I strongly encourage college education for as long as you can. Because it's a different experience. It's it's something new. It's it's college. It's fun. Um and and it's good for you. So that's that's where I stand. I think we're all kind of in agreement on that. Um, I'll, another, I'll, another thing, though, for me, I think basketball is a little different than football for me. I think from a physical standpoint, I think, Michael, you mentioned this, that um, as a freshman, I think physically you could go into the NBA. Uh I don't think there would be an issue physically. I think that. the only issue would be on defense, but you can, you know, yeah. if you can score yeah. and play some sort of defense, you're okay. It wouldn't be physically taxing on your body because you're not ready. Right. College basketball is more physical than the NBA. So I think uh, just from a physical standpoint, I don't think it would be a big deal as a freshman. But again, I don't think you should, but... Just from a physical standpoint, I don't think it would be as bad. Right. I mean, th- this is far away, and the game has changed since, but, like, Kobe, Kevin Garnett, and LeBron all went straight from high school. Yeah. And the NBA was a little tougher back then. Um, and obviously, these guys are, like, the best of the best, freak athletes, physical specimen, but it can be done. Like, are you telling me Zion Williamson couldn't go to the NBA this year? He definitely yeah. could have. Yeah, RJ Barrett? Yes. Yeah. Some of the top. So, you're right. It's a different sport. Uh, do you guys have any last comments or anything you want to throw in? I think it goes back to preparing for a life without the sport. Landon Donovan, one of the greatest American soccer players since, or that America has produced, he's come out of retirement three times. <laughs> Brett Favre? Brett Favre. You've got to learn to live a life without the sport and going to college for four years is the, I think, the smart way to go. Because as a professional athlete, you still go to college. Yeah. You're still in college, just not receiving money. And I think that's kind of the best of both worlds. You're competing at a high level. And the hard thing is, as you can 
you don't have to be a professional to do that. Right. But uh, special kudos to athletes that do go back to school after yeah. pro. Like, right now, John Wall was a one-and-done player at University of Kentucky. He has since tore his Achilles, so he's on the shelf for over a year. He's going back to school to finish his degree. So, obviously, pro athletes... I think pro athletes will tell you the benefits of going to back to school afterwards. Like, I think I don't think they're going to tell you, oh, don't get your degree. Yeah, or you could be like those guys on the Hulu commercials who have the bakery. Right, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they will also, I think they will, I think they'll tell you, one, to get your college degree, but I think they'll also tell you to get your money when you can, which is, I think, what yeah. we're talking about here. Yeah. So I will I be, it, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I think a really interesting debate next time could be, do we think the Olympics should only be reserved for... For amateurs. Amateurs. That's a good question. That has potential, John. Um, I'd like to see what Roland responds next week or on Twitter or on his own separate recording. Um, But yeah, uh, I'd like to know what Roland thinks. I think he'll be on the same page as us, but he'll definitely throw in some nice input. Um, so this is definitely a shorter podcast than what we're used to, but that's okay. We're at towards the end, so we're going to talk about our favorite moments, sports moment of the week, or any random sports occurrences that happened this past week. Do you guys have anything? Or well, If you have anything, say it, and then tell us your favorite sports moment of the week. saw this <laughs> they fielded seven pro piacenza lost 20 to nothing that's embarrassing <laughs> the president gabriele gravina to find the hammering of the of his team said an insult to sport and its founding principles and the game was a farce yeah definitely that that was embarrassing <laughs> that is I don't know how it happened. It's obviously not Serie A, but it that's hysterical to lose twenty nothing. Yeah, that's rough. Um, so mine was just that uh, spring training started for MLB. I know. Uh, I know. I think. I know that at least for the Pirates, the pitchers and catchers reported. I think the players have already, but I think that's big. Baseball is starting to slowly starting to pick up, so I'm excited for baseball season to come. Yeah, I did know that happened because Tim Tebow reported the spring practice. That's how yeah. I know it started. Yeah. Um, for me, I already mentioned it. The dunks from the All-Star Weekend in the NBA uh, were incredible. That was my favorite part. Um, I always make it a habit to watch part of the dunk contest, or if I don't watch it, to watch the highlights, and they did not disappoint. However, I will say, still does not top Zach Levine, Adam Gordon, I think it was two years ago, um, for me. Was that the one with all the memes, and it's like, ah, falling back? Uh, maybe? We'll just say it right. Yeah, we'll say you're right. Um, but they they went back and forth, and I wish that didn't end, because it was just insane. But... NBA dunk contest for me, 
Yeah, do you guys have any uh, anything you want to add? Stay in school, kids. Stay in school. Uh, mm. Oh, shoot. What, what, is, what day was it? Last Wednesday. Yeah. Oh. Six years ago to that day, I got my driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that... I, I mean, I think I remember the day I got my driver's license, too, but a grand occasion for Xavier to... You know, February thirteenth. February thirteenth, his anniversary of getting his driver license. Yep. The roads were never the same. Yep. Yeah, watch out, guys. Yeah. So, next week we'll be back. Oh. We might talk. What? What do you got? Last before oh, yeah. we preview. Do it. I learned yesterday that, like our closing anthem, my mom is a fan of Brooklyn Nine Nine. So she's a cool mom. Wait, well, yeah, that's great. But didn't you tell us about your race coming up? Oh, shoot. Yeah, uh, next week I have a half marathon in Dahlgren, Virginia. It's a trail marathon or trail half marathon. So we'll be out on a trail for six and a half miles one way. I'll turn back six and a half miles. I was on my run, just kind of shaking my legs out today. And I thought of two really key things. One, Pedialyte. It's a great... It's a great electrolyte without all the sugar of Gatorade, so it's not going to leave you with that weird taste in your mouth. But if you buy it in bulk, people are going to think you have a sick child at home. It's going to give you really weird looks. Mm-hmm. And I think a really big, important thing for me is going to be warming, just warming my body up. Yeah. Uh, I have a question for you. Yeah. How much Phil Collins will be on your playlist during the run? Uh, any and all of the Tarzan soundtrack. Will... Scrimshaw be on your playlist. Yeah, why not? All right, cool. I think it's gonna be a lot of Katie. I don't know. I'm a sucker for Firework by Katy Perry, <laughs> Bad Romance by Lady Gaga. Those always those power me through. Well, anything Flo Rida or Jason Derulo. What day is your race, John? Next Saturday. Next Saturday, so March second. No, this Saturday. Oh, this Saturday. This so yeah, the twenty third. Yeah. All right, so we will wish you all good luck. On that, 13.1 miles, I couldn't do it. Only John can do it. So, we are proud of him here at We Got a Memo Podcast. Goal is one fifteen. One hour and 15 minutes. Alright, so, you'll have to let us know how that goes. If you're not on this podcast, I'm going to assume it's because you can't get out of bed because your legs are dead. Oh, my bed's like right there. I'll be on. I'll be on. <laughs> Alright. Well, next week, we're not sure what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about our next headlines. We're going to have a debate topic for you. Maybe it will be Olympians versus amateurs. Uh, maybe maybe we'll have some juicy news stories um, in the NFL. One trade we didn't mention was Joe Flacco to the Broncos in principle. Um, I might tweet about that, but I'll definitely bring that up next week just to give our thoughts on that with Roland. Um But tune in. Thank you for listening. Um, And we will see you next week. And this one goes out to John's mom.